calling all consumer goods, business owners, and marketing professionals. Does planning content ahead of time stress you out? Do you want to run Instagram and Facebook ads, but just aren't sure where to start? If your answer is yes and yes, then our mini course was made for you. It's 100% free and packed with essential tactics that you can implement as soon as today. To join in, visit our website at umimarketing.com slash mini course. All right, let's get on with the pod. Welcome to the Umai Social Circle, where we talk consumer goods tips to help business owners and marketers grow. We're Karen and Allison, co-founders of Umai Marketing, and we're being joined by Steph and Lindsay from The Rind PR for our four-part series, where we're auditing young CPG brands on PR and digital marketing. Welcome to episode four and our final episode for now, where we're diving into the Cumin Club. Hi, guys. How are you? Hi. Hey. Doing great. <laughs> Doing good. I mean, I'm looking at this Cumin Club and we've been looking at it for a little while and I just, I don't know why I haven't signed up for it already. I know. This was one example um, of some research that made me very hungry. And yes, I, mean, for and sure. I feel like that's the, the whole, the whole point <laughs> is to be appetizing and to encourage people to buy your product. So mission accomplished. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. This is, this is one I could definitely see myself using and figuring out how to cook better Indian food through right. <laughs> their prep and understanding it. I just love Indian food in general. So yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm a big fan of like meal kits or anything to make meal prep easier as somebody who hates to yeah. cook and who is not good at it, <laughs> and but enjoys babies. food and who has a baby. <laughs> yes. baby. Uh, I feel like anything to make that, you know, we're being in the kitchen easier and quicker, um, but still is delicious. I, I am here for it. Mm-hmm. I am your ideal customer. So I was really excited when I started kind of diving into the website to take a look at like, you know, how it works and um, what some of the offerings are. And it is a beautiful site. I think the photography is, is beautiful. The like colors are appeasing. The look of the actual site I thought was so great. Um, but my biggest question, and I may have just completely overlooked it, is I don't understand like how many people each meal feeds. Is it just for one person? Is it for two? Um, I am yeah. totally fine to buy a meal kit that feeds one person. Because honestly, most of the time I cook, I make one meal and split it in half between me and my three-year-old. But I would buy way more of it if I knew how many people it feeds. So I don't. Did everybody have that? Did Did anybody catch like how many people each meal feeds? I did not. I did not. That's a good note. I kind of just assumed, <laughs> which never assumed that it was like, it was one, one meal kit equals one meal for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my head, yeah. I always assume it's for two. Like that's the default. I think a default is usually two, but I mean, Who I, knows, don't know. right? I think everybody, yeah, I think everybody is kind of different. And I, I think a lot of yeah. the like, um, hello freshes of the world are doing, you know, for two or for four. Um, and it's usually kind of, you know, laid out. And a lot of times people will cook for four if you have a bigger family or just mm-hmm. to make leftovers, <laughs> which is nice. Like I love doing either or. Um, yeah. And yeah, you just want to know, I mean, obviously if someone's buying it, they need to know how many it will feed so they can plan, you know, their grocery list for other meals they're going to have, or like, mm-hmm. you know, it would just be a bummer to <laughs> think you're feeding like a family of four, but you can only feed two. And then you're like, well, now what do I do? Um, so anyway, it's as simple and, as just writing it, like writing the messaging down. Exactly. <laughs> and so I think like going back to kind of, um, you know, easy to digest messaging. And I think for the most part, I understand like what the differentiators are and kind of how it works. Um, but another thing that I noticed that, I would definitely, you know, call out because I do think it is a big differentiator. And I thought it was really interesting when I started thinking about like, oh, okay, so does each meal come with um, everything needed to make it? Because it, it sounds like mm-hmm. you can make it in you know five <laughs> minutes, um, which is amazing. But um, I was wondering like, oh, do you need to add like, or have your own meat or something on the side? And then I realized after going digging down that it's all vegetarian and it's like vegetarian 
high in protein vegetarian dishes, which I feel like is something that you would definitely want to call that out instead of having mm-hmm. to discover it. And again, I could have just missed that, but I would definitely make that um, kind of first and foremost in some of your brand messaging um, on the website. And that's something that you would definitely want to call to attention when pitching. There's a ton of, um, you know, vegetarian forward publications that you can pitch kind of that are more in the like um, industry vertical or in trade vertical. Um, but it's also, it's a great differentiator when pitching stories like best vegetarian options for weeknight meals, something like that. So, you know, after going through, uh, kind of the process of like how you would order the meal, I was looking through the website. Um, and another thing that I kind of was thinking about, like, I am definitely, I love Indian food. I eat it somewhat frequently, but I'm not as familiar with some of the dishes. And as somebody who loves the cuisine, I would definitely want to know a little bit more about what some of these dishes are, if they're traditional, or even if they're, you know, not necessarily super traditional, right? um, (laughs) But understanding like maybe what region it it comes from, because you had mentioned, you know, cuisines of India, but not Indian cuisine, which I I think is really clever. And um, it's a good way to not kind of, you know, not pigeonhole yourself. So I would love to know a little bit more about like what region it's from, or even if it's a recipe that like um, you're, you know, that is traditionally made uh, for special occasions or is traditionally made with a certain meat, but this is a vegetarian option. Um, Just a a little bit more info on the dishes themselves or some of the ingredients that people may not be as familiar with. Like I understand, and just after looking on the Instagram account, um, having an idea of like who the target market is and like there's, it's very, um, you know, like a lot of the like influencers who are posting about it are either Indian themselves or have some sort of um, like connection to those cuisines. Um, But I feel like you can definitely open yourselves up to a whole new target demo (laughs) of people who really enjoy eating Indian food, um, but want to know more about um, kind of the background of it, the flavor profile and things like that. I completely agree with that. I love how, you know, the ingredients are less, what it requires, the calories. I think that's really yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah. But just some like beautiful, like spicy copy on like where it's from <laughs> and like yeah. what it tastes like. And exactly. Yeah. Like, that, I think that I would could, just help push it a little more. I could see someone seeing that like lack of information as a barrier. Like, oh, I'm not sure what this really tastes like. Or, I mean, they do have like the, the peppers to show how spicy it is. But like, if you, if you're, I mean, I think even for us, I think we've all like had Indian food before, but a lot of these are dishes I have not had. Um, Or even it's good to be reminded if someone feels overwhelmed or like they don't understand something, there's like a barrier to entry in some way, then they're not going to be as likely to order it. Some people think this is fun, but generally if it's like, okay, I've got to like go to a separate browser and Google what this is before I decide what I'm going to eat. It's just... Um, adding that information just makes it clear. And there's like fewer steps, I think, to like converting into an actual like sale of someone doing this, especially it's not like it's just one thing either. It's like, oh, you know, you have to get, I think at least five. So, you know, unless you're feeling really adventurous to try something you don't totally know, or you already know a lot about it, you're probably not going to just go for it. Yeah. That's such a good point that you do not want someone to jump off the site and start Googling and get into a deep mm-hmm. Google hole <laughs> where, you know, paneer butter masala came from and then, you know, forget <laughs> that they were halfway through your checkout flow. That's mm-hmm. that's a really good point. Yeah, it just can be really time consuming to like be Googling what all of these things are. I mean, you, again, you see a picture, you see ingredients, but there's still like, I think people still want a little bit more information before actually purchasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree. Um, I think you really emailed it there. Um, and sometimes I'll go to like, I'll do, I definitely do, will do the, the Google hole if I don't know like an ingredient or something, or I'm not sure. Um, like my kid loves 
you know, different types of flavors and, and different types of cuisines. And like, she eats a lot of Asian, she eats a lot of Mediterranean, a lot of Indian, but if something is too spicy, she'll, she's out and she will remember that she ate that. And then she won't want to eat that food again. Um, so I try not to order anything that's like terribly spicy. So I'm always Googling certain ingredients. So yeah, if there is, um, beyond the like pepper, uh, little icons, if there's anything that indicates, or even maybe if there's like a key or something that you could do with illustrations that represents like a certain region or something that people can identify that you can use to adopt on your site and on your packaging moving forward, that could be something fun. But yeah, I'll also go to um, the brand's Instagram account and see like what the dish looks like. And also just so I have an idea of like how substantial it is, or if there's anything else that, um, I need to add to it, such as wine, um, what kind of going to open, but yeah, so the Instagram account, um, for the Cuban club is awesome. Um, there's such a great variety and I know, um, Karen and Allison, you guys will go into this into way more detail, um, on their IG account, but just in looking at like who they've worked with in terms of like influencers and other partners. Um, I think they've done such a great job of like engaging that community and they've definitely worked with some really great influencers of, you know, varying sizes, which is awesome. Um, I would definitely continue to do influencer outreach, um, you know, offering exclusive promos, um, or discount codes you can track, um, which I've seen that you guys have done. Um, and the engagement looks like it's been really great for that. Um, it's just a great way to track ROI for anybody who's not doing that. Um, but yeah, and I would just continue to, you know, take a look at who your target customer is and who you want it to be. And then really engage with influencers, um, who, you know, who reach your, you know, desired target market. Um, cause I think that you can definitely expand beyond what you're doing now. Um, and you know, I think it's a great, I think this is a great service for anybody who's like short on time moms, but also young professionals, um, who like good food and who like different kinds of food. Um, but I, I think there's a lot of opportunities to, continue doing what you're doing tactic wise, and then just reaching a whole different group of people. But yeah, I'm curious, like what you guys would think, um, in terms of, uh, you know, influencer outreach and engagement, um, any other like insight that you've seen work well, um, with a service like this, or have you guys worked with, um, like any sort of like meal kits, um, in the past? We actually haven't worked with a meal kit like this in the past, but honestly, the, like the affiliate program, the influencer program, isn't going to be that far off. Uh, I just, I think it's super exciting that they're working with such big influencers. I was actually kind of surprised to see that because that generally means a bigger budget, a more established brand. Um, but that, I mean, if you have that good, good funding and you can do this, I think that that's incredible. I, the one that they just posted one three hours ago today is April 21st and they partnered, they did a collab post with a rather big influencer and it was for a giveaway to encourage, um, follows, but she's also offering a code for money off. And so something I'd recommend there is to, yeah keep that separate. Um, if you mm. can get two posts out of that instead, because you're not mm -hmm. going to get both things from people. Right. So just being a little bit more strategic with those influencer partners. Totally agree. Yeah. And I feel like you can use the, um, use them in different ways. Like some influencers, I think find, uh, their discount code more valuable for their followers. And I think it just depends on like who, who's following them. Like what is their, um, you know, core demo look like, and is, are they going to find a giveaway more valuable or a promo code? Um, or is it just the kind of more like the type of content? Like, are they going to find a recipe and demo, um, video more valuable? Um, yeah, I agree. I think they're, I think splitting those up and maximizing your opportunities and maximizing influencers. Steph, do you want to talk about, um, media a little bit? Yes. So, um, 
basically, you know, we always look to see uh, when we're kind of doing one of these audits where um, a brand has been covered in the media. And it took a bit before we found some media coverage. Um, So there are a few um, uh, media outlets like called out and linked um, on the Cumin Club website, but it's pretty far down and I honestly did not see it at first. (laughs) Um, And it says it's featured and it has a few... um, a few logos and links to stories, which is great, but not really any of these are kind of like your bigger national outlets. Um, I mean, it's like your story, delivery rank, go solo. Um, I have not actually heard of any of those, um, <laughs> but I mean, you know, coverage is, is still good. Um, But then when I did a little bit more Google research, I found um, that there was some more coverage, um, like specifically in like Chicago Business Journal. So it appears that this company is based in Chicago. So Chicago Business Journal um, built in, which um, is kind of a similar type of like website focused on um, different startup brands. So I feel like those adding those to the um, press like portion of the website and also moving it up would be super helpful. Um, And then I also noticed that there were um, like one or two press releases that were on PR Newswire and Business Wire. Um, So for those of you who don't know, actually, um, there's a few different ways, I guess mainly two different ways to share press releases. Um, the ones that it looks like they did were going to like a wire service and essentially you upload the press release um, and some photos and all the information. And then this wire service, like, like PR Newswire is probably like the biggest one. It essentially like sends it to a really substantial list of media. And that could be um, anything from like national food writers and publications to newspapers to business outlets. Like you can actually tailor it. Um, But what's interesting is that, you know, in theory, that sounds like it's a really great way to reach a lot of, you know, of people and tell them about your brand. Um, But, (laughs) you know, for us, we normally are doing really tailored um, like customized emails to these writers and editors rather than blasting it out. And we found you actually get better results from those personalized emails. Um, and that also said, you know, um, it, it's kind of unclear exactly who the, um, the wire service is actually sending it to. You'll get like a kind of like a list of outlets, but you don't really you don't really know. So and we should say that it's yeah. a paid service. Yes, that too. I know there's, it's one of those things where there's a few different layers to it. And it, I mean, it is, it's not, you know, a cheap service either. It's not, you know, it really depends on your budget. Like I would not say that it's never a good idea to use a wire service, but I would say if you are choosing, um, especially if you have a limited budget to actually even just hire some publicist like us or someone else who does this, you know, um, to do that sort of like customized pitching um, with even sending the press release and following up and really making sure those are the specific writers you want. That's going to actually get you more traction than just blasting it out on the wire. Some brands really, really love that like level of credibility to send it out there, Um, you know, kind of shows that you're like this legit, brand, I feel like, because it has like some kind of um, clout of some sort behind it, Um, you know, to some people. But anyway, so long story short, they did send something out, but I did not really see much um, as a result of it in any sort of like national food publication or lifestyle publication or business publication. Um, There was some stuff in Chicago where they're based, but, you know, if you're going to spend that much money, granted, I guess I don't know who they selected, but if you're going to sit down on the wire, you're probably selecting a lot of different people to send it to. So it's not really, you're not really getting that much for paying for that, I would say. 
Um, and then another thing that was interesting is that in that PR Newswire release, there is inclusion of um, the cumin bowl, which appears to be a um, like a sister brand. And it's more of like a ghost kitchen from what I can tell a restaurant that's like on delivery platforms like Uber Eats and DoorDash um, that's serving healthy Indian food. So it's definitely the same owners, but it's not clear even in that press release, like, is it the same food? Like, are they literally just like taking the freeze dried meal plan meals and like cooking them and then sending them to you? Or is it like a fresh made meal or you know, like there's really, it's not clear until you look for a while that they're connected. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I did find some interesting stories like on Fast Casual, which is a, like a restaurant trade uh, website and QSR, which is for quick service restaurants. Um, And that's actually more notable national media coverage. And, but that was more on the Cuban Bowl, which is like the ghost kitchen delivery service element. So I think in theory, it's great if like your business model is to be able to do both and you're making money doing both. But in terms of messaging and media coverage, I think it's either like clearly seeing how they're connected or clearly separating them and doing doing a separate push maybe for um, the Cumin Club and really like positioning that as like a CPG meal kit thing Um, and not even... It's like, it's one of the things where I honestly can't decide if like, it's better for them to fully separate it or to put it in the same sort of like website and, you know, social and like clay say what is honestly, like to me, this is almost like a hops and nuts versus sip and snacks Mm. (laughs) thing. Again, it's not like, uh, you know, B2B versus D to C, but it's like the, you know, the food, Indian food in two different ways. So, um, but either way, honestly, I think there's still room to maximize both businesses um, with more focused media outreach. So yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a fun little Google adventure I took there. <laughs> I know you went, you went deep on that. Man. I know. I feel, I feel like I was giving you like an investigative, like I was a detective. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's exactly what it felt like. And I loved it. I know as um, I went into it, I was like, I'm really digging deep here. I don't know if anyone cares, but I went, I went for it. Went down the rabbit hole of the cumin bowl. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I don't know either. Um, I think it is interesting how some brands have started like the ghost kitchen. I, I can't think of the right word of when you're on like Uber eats and, um, what the like term is, if anyone if that comes to anyone's mind. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's ghost kitchen. If you're only available on delivery services for the most part, like if you, it's not a restaurant that someone goes yeah, to. Yeah. I thought it was called something else that I can't remember. Oh. Um, so yeah, we'll go like ghost kitchen obviously is the same Cloud um, kitchen. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. I wish I could think of that. Um, I have no idea if, you know, I don't like personally, I don't have enough experience in this, to know if this, if they should merge or keep it separate. I think keeping it separate, I'm kind of leaning towards that because mm-hmm. that could get really confusing. And currently I like their site on a D to C like basis. It's very easy to know where you need to go. It's like you click a button and you're already in the checkout process. If there was like more things to look at and click, mm-hmm. I think it could be bad. <laughs> you know, I think I just was, I was, or one thought I just had was I think maybe they are really focused on the business angle and like the startup angle of it. So they're really trying to show like we are successful with these businesses. Like essentially we're making like, you know, we're selling this much, all of those things. And to put those together in that sort of context might make more sense, but for like a lifestyle or a food publication, just for like the average consumer, think it does not make sense for for them because they just want to know like what am I buying and does it taste good and like you know what do I get that sort of thing so you're saying their PR is more about like them as business people is that what you're saying I think so like looking at the press release it kind of like and it also if you are going to focus on pitching business outlets and trade outlets at least to some extent it 
does make more sense to include both because like a business publication or business writer is going to care more about like, what is your business model and how are you making money? And like those sorts of connections, lots of, lots of numbers always for business publications, which like, you know, a regular food magazine that means nothing, you know, I would say just kind of figure out a way to hit up more of these, like specifically for human club, um, like food writers, food publications, lifestyle type things. Um, and then get some of that, that kind of coverage, which I think really will play well with the influencers that you're working with too. Um, Cause that's obviously not super business minded and it's not also bringing in uh, the cumin bowl concept. Yeah. So it would be more of a focus on the product itself and how it helps people, whether that's like saving yeah. time or money. Um, but yeah, I think there's definitely, there's a lot of opportunity for, um, you know, pitching back to school for, you know, great ways to, um, uh, incorporate like dorm room cooking or, you know, ideas for, you know, making a meal in under 10 minutes if you're a busy mom. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think there's a lot of angles and opportunities to pitch the product, um, itself and it as a service with more of like the lifestyle angle. Uh, that time <laughs> element of, uh, like the five minute meals. I mean, they're just killing it. So if you guys are good with the PR side, let's jump onto the marketing side and just keep talking about that. So yeah, um, go for it. <laughs> one thing that I love is, I mean, I, I'm getting too excited. I'm going out of order of my notes, but that five minute meal is doing so well. Like on your TikTok, your TikTok, there's a couple videos that are like, what's the headline? It says, um, it's literally saying, okay, I got to make it bigger so I can read it, but how to make a meal or like making this authentic Indian food meal in under five minutes. And those are doing so, so well. So like making sure that's in your bio on both TikTok and you have it already on Instagram and just making sure that that's stressed because that, that's where, that's the why behind the brand. He made it because, you know, he didn't have enough time to cook meals. He didn't have enough time to make authentic meals. And so that's where it stemmed from. So just making sure that that's woven throughout the storytelling with all of your content is so paramount to the actual mission of the brand and to get people to actually purchase it. Um, but all in all, I really do love the variation in the content, the reels, the recipes, the memes, the relatable content. It's all really good. And to see you guys doing collabs with these bigger influencers is really exciting too, because that is how you're going to reach those bigger audiences. And for anybody that does is listening and doesn't really know what we're talking about, go check it out. It's that they're using the collab post where you can share the same engagement on the same exact post for two different accounts which just gives a lot of visibility into your brand, especially when you're working with influencers in that way. And then for the bio, which I just mentioned for TikTok on Instagram, some simple tweaks that can be made to really help with searchability is to change the headlines. So right now, just as the human club and I, don't, I can assume that not a lot of people are searching that, but if you change it to something like Indian meal kits or Indian meal kits and recipes or something that might be a little bit more searchable, you could get more eyeballs on the brand. And then I love that you guys mentioned this earlier and a lot of, a lot of Indian people are vegetarians, but for people that don't know that to absolutely have that call out everywhere, you know, it's so easy um, for you to add for a meat eater to add meat later, but having that vegetarian call out is such a, such a benefit that is very easily called out. Okay. What else? So you guys have a link tree that leads to a bunch of links, uh, before you guys have already updated it, which is really exciting. But when you click through something that you can easily do is just have that call out again. I I'm really obsessed with that 4.99 per meal call out because it's really tempting. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I just spent 
$20 on my delivery food today, you know? So having that like $4.99 per meal in your call to action button to just really entice people to click through would be helpful. And then I'm going to continue being picky because I really did like the content. I think you guys are doing a great job, but for Instagram in particular, I would recommend less text on the graphics. Uh, some of these graphics are a little bit overwhelming with how much text is on it. I'm definitely, I it's going to be hard for me to stop my scroll and read all of the text on it. So splitting it up with a carousel post or something like that, that would be a lot easier to consume and more fun to kind of engage with while they're swiping through. For instance, your regional food series, I love that you guys aren't only talking about the product itself, but you're talking about the origin story of it as well. And I would recommend just like carousel posts, make it easy for us to look through it. Um, But yeah, I think I only have one more call out for TikTok in particular. Some of your videos have just like popped off. Y'all, I don't know if y'all looked at their TikTok, but there's one with 330,000 views. Wow. So like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And Good a job. lot of, I know, right? <laughs> and so a lot of them are, the biggest ones are me living peacefully, knowing I can make Indian food in five minutes. When your friend tells you you can't cook Indian food in five minutes, that five minute angle is really, really capturing people. So keep doing it. It doesn't even matter if like most of your videos say that if it's like a recipe video, keep doing it. It's obviously working and reaching new new people. And then I think it's so fun. The one that has reached 331,000 people is Indian movies to see this weekend. And they do that as a series. And I think that's just phenomenal. And that's what TikTok's about, you know, like having that relatable mm-hmm. style content that has nothing to do with your product, but everything to do with the demographic, your customer. Um, I think that's so fun. I feel like that's it so gives important. it such a like fun, like uh, personality to mm-hmm. the brand. Yeah. And I think pe- people are definitely way more apt to connect with somebody who has personality as opposed to a brand or just pay attention to and like, listen to, um, you know, a person as opposed to a brand. So giving it more personality is so important. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's like no human only likes your meal, you know, like is only one interest is meal delivery. Like (laughs) once you define your customer avatar, it's like, oh, they also, you know, are interested in Indian movies and music and, you know, what else are they interested in? I just love that they, that clicked with them and it seems like it was fruitful. Yeah. And there's so many other veins to go through. You know, I feel like Omsom does a really good job of this in terms of like relatable content that their niche understands. So like, there's so many things. I mean, Omsom, I was taking a look at their TikTok just to like try and think of ideas for the cumin club. And there's just so many things going on, you know, like they talk about all sorts of relatable stuff. And once one hits, then you do those series again. And, um, I, I just think I, I love that you guys have done that and I want you to do more of it. Good job. Cumin club. Good job. Cool. Should we talk about the website a little bit more? I like the website. I think, um, you know, it could be, your brand could be, you know, up for a refresh soon and things could just get like a little more, um, you know, designed, but I like the website. It's just, it's pretty easy to know where you need to go. And I really like the, um, subscription form. It's, uh, very clear. I like that you've laid out like at what step of the process the person's in. The only thing I I would think, um, for that form is to add your reviews. So you have some really good reviews on the homepage. Most people aren't going to scroll that far and look at those reviews, um, because of where they are lower down on the homepage. So add like one or two or, you know, three in a row on like each part of the review process, just to like continue to get people to be like, Oh wait, I do want this. Oh, it's, you know, X amount of dollars. Wait, I do want this still. Um, having those reviews, I think will help increase some of, um, help, could help increase conversions. And then also, uh, adding in FAQs on the subscription form, obviously like that 
that's something that you'll want to test because, you know, on most forms we say, keep it to the bare minimum. So people aren't getting distracted, but you know, Lindsay had a lot of questions. (laughs) So I'm assuming a lot of other people might have some questions. So any FAQs that um, you continue to get through email or social compile those and um, maybe make like a drop down and test that on your subscription form to see if that is helpful or if that reduces conversions. I love me an FAQ page. Yeah. That's always, if I have more than one question about a product or a service or something, if I'm on a website, I'm going immediately to the FAQs and I'm reading everything so that I don't have to Google or ask anybody and, you know, yeah. I can pretend to feel smart. They're they're kind of like fun. Like, especially when they're the drop down, you're like, Ooh, what's this one? Yeah. Especially if it like has some personality and they've got like a little like sass or snark to some of the responses. I always love that. I'm like, Oh, okay. All right. Maybe I will buy this. (laughs) Yeah. I love the personality thing is so important. It feels like you're interacting with a human instead of your computer, which (laughs) you are. Because face it also like people will ask dumb questions that are probably answered in a very public, you know, place that is easy to find, but regardless, you know, people will ask these questions. So just calling it out as much as possible, um, you know, helps to hopefully eliminate that. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah. Anything else with the website, Karen, that you're seeing? No, I mean, I really, I do. It's so simple to navigate, which was really pleasing to me because some of that can get really confusing on, on my end. I don't do a lot of this kind of stuff, but like clicking into the meal plans, I'm like, okay, 10 meal plan, let's do it. And then having the photos of the actual products is so nice. It is like very helpful. Um, I do think that there's, there are, I feel like I would like to see a little bit more tasty imagery. Is that, is that like drool worthy imagery? Um, when it comes to like the homepage before I even have to click into what the product looks like on those pages, because what if they don't click through because it doesn't look good yet, you know? So like investing a little bit more, um, I know Allison, you just mentioned like maybe a rebrand soon on the actual packaging. So that could definitely be something that you could invest in, in the near future. But once you get in there and you get to actually see the meals, it, it's, it's really nice. Um, the menu. Yeah. is nice. Um, yeah. And final thing I'll say on the website is it does take the user a lot of clicks until you're at least securing their email address. There's like, I don't know, probably four clicks, maybe five clicks before you're getting to that email address. So I'm guessing you have a lot of drop off from traffic to purchase. Um, So something that I didn't see was an exit intent pop up. So when someone is leaving that checkout flow or leaving your homepage, um, I think there should be an exit intent that says, hey, want to save 20% off your first order into your email. And then you're doing the bulk of the retargeting, remarketing through your email instead of paying more money to spend more uh, ad dollars for traffic or just losing that customer in total. So um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see a pop-up. Did anyone else? I love that idea, Allison. So I saw a pop-up opt in for 15% off. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But something they could fix at the bottom of the page, like if somebody quickly, people are always, I hate pop-ups. We get it. We're still going to do it. (laughs) So if someone (laughs) closes out of the pop-up and goes to the bottom of your page for that opt-in, it just says sign up for the newsletter. So it can say like for 15% off your first order, you can just Mm -hmm. make a quick edit to that. But Allison, were you talking about like an exit pop-up, like an additional one? I mean... Yeah, I I would test both. I I don't think I must not have remembered getting the first pop up. Um, but that's great if you guys have that already set up. Um, but maybe just a pop up that triggers. Uh, so like that first pop up is for the homepage or whatever. Your exit intent pop up could be just for checkout, and that could be um 
maybe a little bit of a sweeter deal, something like that could, could be interesting. What have you been seeing on the paid side? Yeah, let's get into some paid. So you guys are running ads. They are looking good. I am loving what I'm seeing. Um, So great job there. And just, I don't know who your overall marketing team is, um, but I just think that everyone should have like a quick round of applause. Like you guys are killing it. Like you're doing really good. Um, And it's awesome to to see. Um, So some tips on the paid side is uh, consider sending, I think most of your ads, if not all of them are sending directly again to your homepage. That is just one extra click for folks. So if you're doing retargeting, definitely try sending them to to that um, plans page where they're like already in there and start building out their plan. And then also test that with prospecting for new people. Try sending them directly to that plans page so they can just go ahead and get started without needing to click anything, especially if you build out that, if it's a good call for you guys to build out that um, choose your plan page with FAQs and reviews that's going to be a really nice landing page for traffic versus the homepage. And then um, in terms of ad creative, so kind of the same note that Karen had, um, what Karen was saying on organic is the there's too much text, so it's hard to read. With ads, there's they're just highly designed creatives, um, which a lot of times, you know, um, are great to test and work, but we are seeing that the more native, like natural looking creatives um, are outperforming anything else. So any of the like graphic design creatives. So would love to see more videos. Videos are queen. And some ideas for you would be, you know, um, having either your influencers or your friends and family film opening their first box and just unboxing the box. I think um, HelloFresh would be a great uh, um, ads library to look at. I think they have a lot of, um, like it looks like influencer native shot on your iPhone unboxing videos that they've run for a very long time. I like still get them, I think. So Definitely look at some unboxing videos um, shot on your iPhone, super natural, native looking. Real quick, for people that don't know where you can see other people's ads, where can they see that? Yeah, so go to um, facebook.com slash ad slash library. And inside of that, you can search any brand. And you should be able to see if they're running ads. Um, You should be able to see all of their ads that they're currently running. Um, So that's a great place to get inspired. It's somewhere I'm constantly in. (laughs) That's a great great resource that I did not know about. So, (laughs) yeah, I I always forget people don't know about it. Um, (laughs) I think there actually is one for TikTok too. I just need to get the URL for that. but yeah, so stock stock some of the big guys, stock some of like the Hello Freshes of the world, and and see what they're up to. Um, it's some more ad, you know, uh, ideas for the creative is utilizing your reels and TikToks. Karen um, was just talking about how great of a job you guys are doing. Um, I I don't I wouldn't say pull in the one about um, Indian movies, but. <laughs> Pull in some that makes sense that could be an evergreen ad and make sense and sell your product. So you don't have to recreate ad creatives. You can simply inside ads manager, go in and pull in the Instagram reel or the Instagram post or the Instagram story right into your ad. It's going to keep all of the social proof on it. And then you can run conversion campaigns, sending them straight to um, purchase your meal kit. So definitely um, utilize that and that will help you balance out your ad creatives to be more native like we were talking about. And then the other thing is utilizing um, branded content. If you're going to continue with this influencer campaign, um, like it, it seems like you're doing a great job with it. Consider talking to them beforehand about using their uh, posts as an ad. It's called branded content. Um, there's, it, it does take a little bit of backend work, not a lot to set it up. Um, but basically the creator will need to turn on a setting in her Instagram or his Instagram 
And then um, you'll be able to pull in that post from their profile and run ads from their profile to your product. So it looks like this huge influencer is like paying to promote your product, which gives you so much clout. So um, definitely check out branded content. The the post you did on 422 was absolutely gorgeous. Um, Also the post on 411, those could make really great branded content ads. So yeah, moral of the story is use what you're already working with. You guys are doing a killer job on uh, social. Simply pull in that content as ads, make everything more native. Um, You're hitting on some really awesome value propositions in your creatives already. Like the five minute meals I love like that. That's probably the biggest seller that in like a taste of home, um, but love already what you're talking about inside your creative. So um, continue with that. Also bringing in the the $4.99 a meal if you haven't already. That's a big one. And then in in terms of targeting, um, you know, I I don't know who you're targeting. We can't see that on our side, but um, there is an option to target people who have moved to the States from India. So that could be something that's interesting that Um, to target people who have recently moved here from India, they're missing their home cooking, or, um, you know, maybe they moved out of their parents' house and they're missing their mom or dad's cooking. So that could be an interesting one if you're not already targeting them. That is specific. Specific. Yeah. Very specific. It it could be, you know, too narrow and not a, a great thing to target, but something, um, you know, it could be interesting as well. Um, and then also I love what you guys are saying about vegetarians. I didn't even, you know, put it together that these are vegetarian meals and, um, you know, you could obviously target vegetarian Indian Americans or wherever you sell your product, but you could go beyond and, and target, you know, any vegetarian, um, who is interested in Indian food or, um, something like that. So, um, to expand and broaden who you're targeting. So yeah, that's a wrap with ads, unless anyone has anything else to add. Nope. I just love this brand. I think (laughs) it's such a great idea. And I think, I mean, they, it looks like they're killing it right now. So keep it up. This is a fun one that, uh, I'm excited. I feel like we covered such a like variety of, um, types of products. Yeah, that's true. I am excited to actually try (laughs) them all now. Yeah, we're going to have a party and try them all, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I definitely am, like, fighting the urge to, like, not order Indian food tonight and instead make whatever healthy thing I have in my fridge. Um, (laughs) So, yes, um, party is needed for sure. Um, Quick cue, where do you get your Indian food here? Hmm. Yeah. I... I still like Asiana, but you guys, yeah. I love Asiana. You guys live closer to it than I do. So I don't yeah, have to go very up. Wait, what is that? I need Asiana, to know. It is on, it's William Cannon. <laughs> and like 35, uh, basically. It basically 35. It's where that Gold's Gym and Academy are. Tucci oh, Subs is also yeah, in there. Tucci, and Tucci is really Tucci good. Subs. Yeah. So it's like, like on the other side. Yeah, it's like around the corner. It's like Caddy Corner from Tucci's. <sighs> and it's my very it's our favorite this. Indian. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay, well, know. you're ordering Ooh. there tonight. I'm definitely ordering there tonight. <laughs> Saffron, which is, there's one up on like west, like off Mopac. So it's like north, essentially, north central. It's closer to me. They're good. There's also one in... Uh, roll, rolling wood is that Lakeway? I should know this, but anyway, there's there's also a saffron over there. Um, I don't know. Nasha is also pretty good. Come I know a lot of Indian food places here, and I did not know yeah. about any of these. Where do you Tark, go? Charka's not bad. <laughs> I've had Indian food in so right. long. Like I'll just order from the clay pit pit like once a year because uh, I'm like I don't know where clay pit to is go. good. Clay pit's Heck good. Yeah. yeah. I love their korma. Yeah. But I mean, there's more apparently (laughs) that I need to find. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I spend all my time looking for restaurants. So (laughs) that is the one thing I can give recommendations on. (laughs) Well, besides PR, the two things. (laughs) Indian food and PR. 
basically. Well, awesome, y'all. Thank you so much for doing this. Hopefully people thought that it was helpful and they got something out of it. Maybe we can do some more in the future. But in the meantime, how can people find you? Yeah, um, I mean, our website and Instagram is the RindTX um, or the RindTX.com, obviously. Um, and, and yeah, um, I would love like, I mean, it was great that we had these brands actually reply to our social media. Um, I don't even know if we officially said anywhere that that's like how we selected these brands, but you know, we put a call out and we asked if anyone wanted a free PR and marketing audit. And, um, there were a few others, but these were kind of like the four that made the most sense, but, um, yeah, keep, you know, feel free to tag yourself or reach out, (laughs) DM us. Um, if you're also interested, we at the Rind do, um, we do full PR campaigns, of course, but we also will do some consulting and do audits pretty similar to this one. Um, more tailored options as well. So, uh, so yeah, just hit us up. Awesome y'all. And then For Umai and marketing, we have a mini course that is a great place to start for brands looking to just up their digital marketing game. Lots of snippets, lots of juicy nuggets in there as well. And outside of that, we're on Instagram. We're doing our best on TikTok. We're hanging out being weirdos. So come come (laughs) say hi. Being weird on TikTok. (laughs) Being weird on TikTok has to be like a a tagline. It's just like, that's what TikTok is about. Yeah. I mean, if you're successful on TikTok, you've got to be weird, right? Got to be weird. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks. My Social Circle is a CPG agency-driven podcast based out of Austin, Texas. We're excited to share more behind-the-scene insights, chats with industry leaders, and whatever else we learn along the way. Follow us on Instagram at umaimarketing or check out our website, umaimarketing.com. Catch you back here soon.